Hello and welcome to another episode of Change of Directions, your podcast and news source for everything related to hydrogen. Nicole Scott and I had the chance to talk to Jennifer Rumsey. She is the president and CEO of Cummins Inc., the largest independent maker of diesel engines and related products in the world. She has been the CEO since uh, August 2022, but she's with the company over 20 years now. You may ask yourself, Cummins, they are the manufacturer, of course, for large diesel engines, for, you know, these huge trucks uh, running in mines and uh, etc. But Cummins also is investing a lot of money into hydrogen, and we wanted to find out more about this move in the new direction. So one of the things that I actually found really interesting is that you started your career in fuel cell research. Did you actually work on them back then? And how exactly did you get interested in hydrogen fuel cells? I, uh, by background, I'm a mechanical engineer, and my passion for my entire career has been around using my technical and leadership skills to make a positive difference in the world. Uh, I love solving problems. I love innovating and doing that with teams that I want my work to matter, to really matter. So I started, when I uh, finished graduate school, I started for this fuel cell startup company because I thought that was an exciting technology that could make a positive difference to the environment. Uh, and what I found after a couple years at that company was, while it was technically very interesting, it was a long way from really mattering to a customer. Uh, and I had worked as an intern for Cummins during my undergraduate, so I came back to Cummins and spent really the first 20 years of my career pretty focused on reducing emissions from diesel engines became the chief technical officer of the company. We began to really think about decarbonization and how our business would evolve and investing in these new technologies. And that was a big driver for me to become CEO because I see a tremendous opportunity uh, and also a responsibility that, that Cummins has for our customers and to the planet to advance these solutions for the future. So I've now come back, I guess, in some respects to some of my roots and and focusing more on fuel cell and hydrogen as a part of some of the technologies that we're investing in today. Most people know that the name Cummins stands for Reliable Diesel Engines. What has Cummins inspired to invest into hydrogen? Yeah, so, you know, hydrogen technology for Cummins. First, you know, just to remind you and your audience, uh, Cummins is a global power solutions provider for commercial and industrial applications. So we have more than 70,000 employees, around the world, serving customers and markets around the world. And we have always embraced the need to reduce the environmental impact of our products, use that to drive innovation and growth for the company and serve our customers' needs. Our customers are at the heart of the economy as well. So hydrogen really comes from that. As we moved beyond reducing NOx and particulate emissions from diesel engines to thinking about the future and the need to decarbonize, we recognized that to meet our diverse customer needs, a range of solutions was required. And we see hydrogen as being a key part of that. Cummins is focused on hydrogen really at both ends of the value chain. So for our customers in these power solutions, providing hydrogen as a fuel, which can operate more like fuels today in terms of fueling of a vehicle and range and, and operation. And, and so we are developing both uh, fuel flexible engines that can burn hydrogen, so hydrogen combustion engines, as well as fuel cells. And then we also have a part of our accelerator business that's focused on hydrogen production uh, and really enabling green hydrogen production, which is a great way to store and make available where needed uh, 
uh, power that comes from renewable energy. So wind, uh, solar power, you know, you don't always create it in the place that you need it or at the time that you need it. So hydrogen is a great way to store that um, and, and provide a green fuel for the future. You recently announced a new hydrogen combustion engine. Can you tell us about the new engine that Cummins has developed? Yeah, so sure. As I said, there's you know a range of different solutions that we think will be required for our customers over time. It's going to take time for this evolution to occur. And so this hydrogen engine announcement, we are developing next generation engines that we believe will be leading in the market that not only operate in high efficiency diesel, but can move to these, these additional low and zero carbon fuels. So hydrogen ice is one of those fuels where a customer can have an engine that is, you know, got a lot of commonality with what they're using today and then transition to hydrogen as a fuel. Uh, and by doing that, they can decarbonize their, their, their fleet, their application with that green hydrogen fuel. So we actually had one of those on display at the IAA show over in Hanover, Germany last uh, September. Uh, and then again, as you, you said, at ACT more recently here in California, we had that on display as well. What role will hydrogen play in your long-term plans? You obviously will not dropping the diesel engine in the near future. So how does hydrogen fit into your business plans? Yeah, so you made a really uh, good point that Cummins is an uh, over 100-year-old company that is well-known for diesel engines for commercial and industrial application. In fact, we're innovators that brought that technology into uh, some of the markets that they're in today, U.S. trucking market, for example. We played an instrumental role in that. And so we are really thinking about the future of the company and, and the industry as we recognize we need to move uh, to zero carbon. And so that means we need to evolve to these additional technologies. Engines and hydrogen engine may be a part of that. We also think that other technologies will be required for our customers. And so in March of this year, we launched uh, a new brand we called Accelera by Cummins which is our business unit that's really focused on these alternate zero emissions technologies. So within Accelera, we're doing fuel cells for a variety of applications, including truck, uh, bus, train, marine applications. We're developing uh, key components and battery electric powertrains, and then the electrolyzer business as well as a part of Accelera by Cummins. So it plays a big role in that business and the growth and the future of the company. In fact, Accelera, Today, um, or in this year, we're projecting revenue to be uh, in the 350 to $400 million range. So Cummins as a, a, a $28, $29 billion company, it's a pretty small part of our business. By 2030, we've projected that Accelero will be between $6 and $13 billion for Cummins. So big growth, and a large portion of that actually comes from hydrogen and the need to produce hydrogen with the electrolyzers in applications today that use gray hydrogen um, and also applications of the future as they decarbonize like transportation, uh, heating, and, and uh, other, other mobility applications. I find it very interesting how you describe the ecosystem that you want to be a part of. How do you see yourself fitting into that? Do you have any additional partners? Are you planning to get involved in the logistics of storing hydrogen? Yeah, so as we think about the future, we are thinking a lot about how do we leverage the strength, the capability, the knowledge we've built in our 100-year history, and also adapt and grow and evolve in different ways. So we often talk about it as the strength of the incumbent 
and the agility of a startup. So we want to leverage many strong partnerships that we have globally around the world in the commercial and industrial space. We want to leverage our knowledge of customer applications and how they're using these products and helping them pick the right solution at the right time. And we want to look at opportunities to grow into new technologies, new spaces, and evolve the company for the future. So we're still thinking about that kind of our business today and what's important for the future and then seeking opportunities for adjacent growth and evolution into new technologies um, as, as that transition occurs. So you've seen Cummins over the last five years do more acquisitions than we have historically as we position ourselves for the future uh, as a part of that now Accelera business uh, and even in our more traditional business. So most notably last year we acquired Meritor which is a global provider of brakes and axles in traditional vehicles and also moving into the electrified ecosystem with e-axles. So with the Meritor acquisition, we added in Europe about 2,500 employees, for example. And then late last year, we also acquired Siemens Commercial Vehicles, which provides electric drivetrain components. So just two examples of how we're adding capability, adding technology, adding people that will position Cummins for the future, and those are in our existing businesses. We also, in 2019, acquired Hydrogenics, which brought fuel cell and electrolyzer technology. So that's positioned us for some growth into some new areas as well. The technologies for fuel cells are developing fast, but there are still some obstacles. Where do you see the greatest challenges in the near future? Yeah, so let me talk a little bit about some of the challenges as we think about these evolving technologies. First, I want to do a little bit of a look back. So I've worked now for Cummins for 24 years. I actually started my career working for a fuel cell technology company. Uh, so 24, year, 24 years ago. So fuel cell technology has been in development for a number of years. And, you know, hydro, hydrogen uh, as a fuel is not a new idea. The technology is advan advancing, and I think the recognition that we do face true challenges with our planet with global warming, and we need to take action. Our customers, though, are running businesses. And so the challenge you face is how do you continue to advance and scale up the technology and make it affordable, and also build out a totally new infrastructure to support that. And so because of that, we believe that partnerships you know, both in our traditional space as well as new, new partnerships. Um, and also government plays a really important role. Without policies and incentives that will help build out the infrastructure and start to drive adoption, it will be very difficult for us to get traction. And as you get traction and start to build scale and build an infrastructure, then our customers can afford to, to purchase these new technologies, they'll know the infrastructure is available there to support them. So we're in a very important stage of getting the right policies and incentives that will enable these technologies to start to move. And then we have to put them in applications where they make sense and are viable today and use that to continue to advance them for other applications that, that uh, will be important in the future. So just as a specific example of that, today, Battery electric and fuel cell solutions both are being used in bus and in rail applications. We're doing demonstration level vehicles in medium and long haul trucking, but the, the technology and the infrastructure is less capable there. And so we're really being thoughtful about where do we bring these new products to market? What's the right solution for that market? And then how do we grow and advance this over time? 
It's also why our strategy, we call Destination Zero, to decarbonize our industry, is two paths. One is advancing and enabling these new alternate technologies. The second element of that, though, is improve efficiency, reduce CO2 emission from diesel engine solutions that are broadly available today will be on the road for many years. So I feel very strongly, uh, and our strategy at Cummins is that we need to do both of those simultaneously because we can't wait. We can't wait to advance zero emission solutions and we can't wait to reduce CO2. And so that, that really is at the heart of our strategy. So how do the clients react um, from your perspective so far? We know that the decision to buy a truck is a long-term decision because the trucks can run for a decade or even longer. Do your clients ask actively how far you are with hydrogen trucks? Yeah. So for our customers and the conversations that we have with customers, they vary widely. We have customers that have set sustainability targets for their business that are wanting to understand where are these different technologies today? What makes sense for my business? Starting to adopt those new solutions where, they, where they're able to and, that, and they're still wanting to understand operating cost, reliability, how it will work in their business, but they're very interested in how the solutions are advancing and trying them. We have other customers that are just waiting. Right? They're just focused on running their business today, and they're not really thinking about that future yet. And that's why we want to be positioned with a range of solutions and the knowledge to help them choose at the right time uh, what's best for their business. China is also accelerating their investments into hydrogen. Uh, one truck company promised to deliver, I think, about 10,000 hydrogen trucks by 2025. So where do you think the U.S. and the EU are positioned in this technology race? Yeah, so, you know, it is, there's a global challenge with global warming. Uh, it also is, uh, you know, a, a race to say who can develop these new technologies in the future. Cummins is a global company. We have a, pres a strong presence in China, uh, as well as other markets around the world, U.S., Europe, India, South America. And so, actually, our strategy is to invest in technology and products globally and leverage some of the scale and synergy we have across markets. So we are thinking about development of these technologies for the China market, uh, as well as the US, Europe, and other markets. I will say that China has been out in front in advancing some of these technologies. And so it is important for other markets around the world to make sure that they too are investing in, in bringing these innovations and capabilities to the market globally. Um, and that's something that we're, we're focused on doing is what are we doing in, in different markets around the world? Typically, we have technical centers and plants close to our customers in the market. And then we look at the ways that we can leverage scale and synergy that we have across our global business. Politics and incentives are playing an important role when it comes to hydrogen. How do you see the current political state at the moment? And do you think we're doing enough? So, I mean, there's a couple of things that I think are fundamentally important when you think about policy and incentives. As I said, for these new technologies where a new infrastructure is required, you get into this chicken and egg scenario. If the infrastructure isn't there, I'm not going to adopt the new technology. Um, but I don't know if I want to put the infrastructure in place if customers aren't buying the technology. So it, the government plays a really important role in creating incentives that will help to drive both adoption of the technology as well as put the infrastructure in place to get it going. As that happens, our strong view is 
creating the right flexibility on don't force the answer, allow innovation to happen still is, is one important principle. Um, second is really thinking about how do we streamline the process for applying and enabling funding so that it actually gets out you know, in use in time. And so a lot of bureaucracy that, that just slows down the ability to apply and put in place these new cleaner technologies and the infrastructure, we can't have that. It needs to go faster. And so we want to have streamlined, simplified processes that, that encourage innovation and, and uh, you know, the, the technology to advance in the market more openly. The USA announced last year the Inflation Reduction Act. This policy will also provide money for companies that invest in new and um, green technologies. Did that influence your decision to move forward with your hydrogen investments? Yeah, so, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act, the Infrastructure Act here in the U.S., those are important for the U.S. to, as I said, create the incentive to drive adoption and investment in the infrastructure that is needed here. So our view is that those are positive to enable innovation and the advancement of these solutions in this country. As a result of that, we announced that we're investing in electrolyzer production in one of our uh, U.S.-based plants because we see growing demand for hydrogen uh, production and hydrogen use here in the U.S. We see the same in Europe with some of the incentives that are and policies that are happening in Europe. So we also are investing right now in building a brand new electrolyzer plant in Guadalajara, Spain. So as I said, our, our approach is really to put, uh, to do R&D and put manufacturing in place in the market where we're serving our customers and we're making investments in electrolyzer technology and also these fuel, like fuel flexible platforms, the hydrogen engine platform that we talked about earlier in different markets around the world. Another example of that we announced an expansion of our partnership with Tata in India. Uh, and as a part of that partnership, which has you know, been one that we've had for more than 30 years now, uh, it included uh, joint focus on hydrogen combustion engine, as well as fuel cell and battery electric powertrains for the India market. So just another example of how we're, we're investing and partnering globally in these new technologies. You have a technical background, and now you're the CEO of this very large company. I'd be interested to know, what exactly is your approach when it comes to research and development? Has that changed since you've become CEO, moving from CTO? Yeah, so our approach, you know, in R&D is really understanding the market, how the, how the technologies are moving, and we pay a lot of attention to key signposts. So what's happening from a regulation and policy perspective? How are these technologies and infrastructures adopt, uh, adapting? And we are in a period where we need to be more agile, more flexible, and recognize that things are changing, sometimes in unpredictable ways. And so we pay, pay a lot of attention to that and use that to adjust our investment. Fundamentally, though, this Destination Zero strategy I talked about is around a portfolio of options, which when we look at our different applications, from a bus to a truck to a haul, haul truck for a mining application, power generation, the reality is there isn't one solution. Um, so we do believe that we're going to need this portfolio of options. And, and that Cummins is uniquely positioned because we have this portfolio, including engine-based solutions that we're selling and making money today that enables us to continue to invest in engines as well as these new technologies of the future, um, and that we're helping our customers pick what's right for them. And so hydrogen is 
One important part of that solution, we're investing, as I said, in battery electric powertrains as well. We, th- we see for certain markets, those will also play a critical role. Are you also involved in producing and delivering hydrogen to your customers? Yeah. So just to clarify, we are not doing hydrogen refueling stations themselves. What we are doing is electrolyzers, which can be used for hydrogen production, either you know in a local basis or a large-scale basis. And, and in fact, Cummins has uh, the largest PEM electrolyzer in operation in the world today. It's 20, megawa- 20 megawatts. Uh, in Beckencore, Canada, and we recently announced a a 90 megawatt uh, installation that we're doing with a different customer uh, in in, uh, Canada as well. So we are investing in electrolyzers in the hydrogen production space, not the fueling stations. We are, though, advocating for policies and incentives that will help to drive uh, the infrastructure build out. So that coordination of government, as well as some of the big customers that, that can operate in certain corridors, so you can start to build out that infrastructure and corridors, drive, drive operation, and then continue to increase uh, the adoption and infrastructure build out over time. Because you have so many different clients from so many industries, do you see some industries adopting hydrogen sooner than others? Yeah, so we do. We're in different industries and in different regions. And so they're moving and kind of at different paces. Uh, and we're trying to leverage the learnings that we get from some of those early adopting markets and use that as we grow into other markets and applications around the world. So today, what I would say, some of the early adopting applications from a hydrogen production standpoint, actually the, the first adopting mar- market is those that are using gray hydrogen today. So they already have a demand for hydrogen. They wanna move from a gray to a green hydrogen. So it's fertilizer production, it's steel production. Um, and so we have customers there today that are making investments in, in electrolyzers and the shift to green hydrogen. And then it is in the transportation industry, but in these more of the applications that return to a common base at night operate on a relatively known route where you can start to build out the infrastructure and know that you'll have the infrastructure. So the bus application, the rail application are are good examples of that. Some track manufacturers are betting on battery electric technologies. Some are seeing the future for long-haul trucks, especially uh, only in hydrogen. What do you think? Who will win this technology race? Yeah, so as an interesting side note, we talked about Cummins as well known for diesel engines. We were actually the first in the U.S. to demonstrate an electric heavy-duty truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I would say our view is still that for long-haul application, hydrogen ice transitioning, depending on how cost and regulations evolve, to fuel cell, hydrogen fuel cell-based solution is likely the best answer because of the power and the range required for those applications. And so being able to relatively quickly refuel with hydrogen and continue operation, and also from a weight perspective, um, the weight and the range challenge that you have if you have a battery electric uh, truck is a real issue. I mean, battery technology is continuing to evolve. So this is another area you can't close your eyes and assume you know the final answer. You have to pay attention. We are doing Uh, fuel cell truck demonstrations in the U.S. and Europe here in the U.S. with Daimler Truck of North America in Europe with Scania. So we're getting more experience and learning 
about that, that market and that application. We'll continue to monitor that. Uh, when I talk to some of our customers today, though, and they're, they're buying battery electric heavy-duty trucks that are, you know, the early ones that are in the market, it's a very small percentage of their actual use cases that the, those trucks work in. So there's a long way to go, I would say. If you look a little bit forward, let's say to the year 2035, how do you think the hydrogen market uh, will develop? Yeah, so as I think about how does the hydrogen market develop from now to 2035, there's a couple of key areas. We've talked a lot about policy incentive, streamlining bureaucracy so we can get that out there and actually build out the infrastructure. From a, from a technology itself, in uh, PEM electrolyzers, demonstrating at larger scale the capability of the technology, really maturing that and, and moving it to the large scale uh, repeatable capability is one of the big things that we're focused on. So beyond the 20 megawatt, the 90 megawatt, and even beyond in the electrolyzer space, that's one big area for us. Uh, in, the, in the fuel cell space, you know, fuel cells are still expensive. So bringing down cost, um, continuing to improve durability to meet our customer application, those are areas that, that are needed, and, which is why we are focused also on hydrogen internal combustion engine as, you know, another way to get to a zero carbon solution. Regulations uh, in, in, in Europe, for example, look to be more open to hydrogen ice as a zero emissions solution and you know engines are produced today and, and capable so transitioning that to hydrogen combustion and then continue to look at how fuel cell costs come down because from a strict efficiency perspective there is opportunity to to have a higher efficiency and maybe lower operating costs for a customer so a lot will change between now in 2035, I think. But those are some of the key areas of development that will enable adoption to really start to grow during that time. One last question. Do you see hydrogen combustion engines as a stopgap or an endgame? Yeah, it's not clear to me, to be honest yet, what, what the role that hydrogen ice will play. I think as a transitional, um, or we call it a bridge solution, they can definitely play a role as hydrogen infrastructure builds out. And in some, some applications and some markets, they may be that final end state. We still think that fuel cells will grow uh, over time, which is why we're investing in those. But as I said, it's not, it's not clear exactly where that will end up in terms of the mix. And I think both will, will play a role. Thank you so much for your time, Ms. Ramsey, and your openness uh, discussing with us the future of hydrogen and the future of new technologies in the truck market and the long-haul truck market and battery electric and what will prevail in the end. We all agree, I think, that in the end it will be a mixture of a lot of new technologies would bring us to a cleaner future. If you want to learn more about hydrogen, be sure to follow us at changeofdirections.com. And of course, we always appreciate a like, a comment, a follow, everything that you can do to help us to spread some more news about hydrogen. Until next time, goodbye.